evening, friends. It's a privilege to be here tonight to greet you again in this lovely big city here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. And to be back again tonight and hear our, my brother Baxter, as he was speaking when it was coming up. Oh my, it seems like old times again to be back. Seems like coming back home. I don't feel tonight that I'm with strangers, I'm with fellow citizens and pilgrims of the kingdom of God, professing that we're pilgrims and strangers of this land, believing we have a very long going to us someday, as one by one we cross over the great divide that separates the mortal from the immortal. And as Paul says, I believe in the scriptures that Leading those things behind our steps to the mark of the high calling in Jesus Christ. All these mortal things will just leave behind and press on towards the mark of the high calling in Christ. Friends, we're here at the Lord's wedding for the next, I believe it's about eight or ten nights to be here before going overseas. We usually make this our jumping off place, but Pastor and I did this now. This is the third time, I believe. And we're always glad to be in New York to, uh, of course, you realize that this is just the outskirts of Jeffersonville, Indiana, and it runs up this far. You see, so my city has 24,000 people in it now. You see, we jumped up a whole lot from 14,000. So you'll be able to find us on the map down there one day. It just keeps on growing. But now I was talking to the man that brought me up just now from a room. He said, I believe there's about 7 million here. You know, that's almost the population of Canada. The entire, all the province of Canada. Many people here. Where the people gather together, they have a lot of sin. They have it everywhere. We're only in New York. They have it in little bitty cities like Jeffersonville, Indiana. They have it everywhere. This old world is just getting ripe for judgment now. When we see things that are taking place right here at this time, uh, all these different kinds of bombs and things, I was hearing on the radio the other day that where they could drop at least four across the country here, or out of the sea, destroy the whole world. They dropped two or three of them down out here in the Atlantic, and the first thing you know, there wouldn't be a, even a beetle alive in the whole United States. Kill everything. All those buildings to be standing just like they are now. I tell you, no wonder Jesus said, except the word be cut short for the elect faith, there would be no flesh faith. I believe we're near or something. I'm not one of the people that tries to predict that Jesus is going to come this year or next year. I don't know when he's going to come, and no one else doesn't know when he's going to come. We just know what he said to look for. When we see these signs appearing, then to lift up our head, redemption is drawing nigh. And we see those things now. And Brother Baxter and I have made this a policy of trying to do our very best for everybody that we can as long as we, we have the life to walk in as we do today. We ought to be very thankful for a place where the gospel can be preached. There's a many big city in this world, you know, like New York, or not quite this big, but many great major cities that you could open up a meeting like this. No, sir. They couldn't do it. And perhaps, we don't want to think this way, but perhaps soon it'll be that you won't be able to open up New York. Communism is honeycombing 
Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. I shall read our heads just a moment. Kindly, Holy Father, we thank you tonight for the privilege we have of coming into this great city again to minister to thy needy children. And I pray, dear Heavenly Father, that you will anoint every person that comes into this building with the Holy Spirit. If they are sick, may they be evil. If they are backslidden, may they return to God. If they are unbelievers, may they become believers. Grant it, Father, may great signs and wonders be done. Let's all have the part in it. Let's have the faster as you speak day by day and night by night. May you be anointed with the Holy Ghost to preach the word in the season. We pray that you bless all the cooperating ministers, Sister Brown and all the others. Bless the custodians and those who are here helping us, keeping the lights on, the engineers, and all the people who come in. Grant it, Father. And may the message of the Holy Spirit go out into strange homes as maybe never come to church before, and may they be warned and come to church, not because that we are here, Father, but because that your Spirit is here and wanting to save the lost and the needy and heal the sick. Now, hide your servant, Lord, the unworthy one. Help me to know what to do and what to say. Submitting myself to you just now that you will use your unprofitable servant for your glory. We ask it in the name of your Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Just for a few moments now, then we'll start praying for the sick. We won't keep you long each night because we had quite a long campaign. And then we just left at Chicago. We had a great campaign and then went from there to the West Coast with the Christian businessman on the West Coast where we had a wonderful, great campaign. Brother Baxter's been preaching also uh, in conventions, and we're both real high Frankly, Just before I come to the meeting, I, I was trying to study him with sound and sweet. Now, that's famous for me to do that. And then hurried right on over to the meeting. We were both real tired. Now, I want to speak of one person, the complete campaign. That's the one that we're all in love with, the Lord Jesus Christ. I know no one else to talk about but him. And when it comes to love and compassion and whatever it might be, I know no greater name than the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And now tonight, I would just like to ask this congregation, and facing this the two weeks of campaign, uh, we ought to kind of take notice of what Jesus said here. There have been many people and their different types of ministry and theology tries to have a certain routine that they teach, which is very common. Every church, as long as they're teaching something about the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. That's perfectly all right. I like that. And whatever, let's give every church credit that even names the name of the Lord Jesus. Let's give them credit. Now, we might differ with them sometimes, as all churches do, just like all people do, but we're perfectly interdenominational. Brother Baxter and myself doesn't belong to any organization at all. We're interdenominational, believing that the brotherhood of, the, of Jesus Christ, 
I'll give you a little something more Brother I have tried to do for these past eight years. It has not been so much on divine healing as people have thought it has been. Many of them said, Brother Branham, your meetings are just based on divine healing. No, brother. It's on divine healing, but not the end of it. It's the healing of the body of Jesus Christ is what we're trying for. It gets the all different denominations of churches to be brothers. Whatever they believe, that's all right. Let's join ourselves together and be Christian brothers and sisters. That's what our whole heart's desire is to do. And what will influence the Lord has given me, I've tried to use it that way and go back to the same of his influence as the Bible teacher. And me to pray for the sick. And we believe that. We believe that all men is born again are brothers. And so we that's what we stand for. And now our theology maybe may be a little bit different from what you would the regular run of ministry, of praying for the sick. We are talking about, Brother and I, we haven't settled on it yet. When we come back from overseas, or perhaps set up a different type of meeting. Frankly, I placed it in several of the magazines that teaches divine healing, an article that it's always been that my meeting, I can't get to enough people. And I never stay long enough. The crowd just grow and grow and grow. And there are about four or five nights now. I'm just about there because it's vegan. Coming back, we're going to try to eliminate them things and just go preach the gospel and pray for the sick. Whichever way the Holy Spirit will lead, then we'll do it. But vegans is what always cuts us down. I've always made our meetings so we couldn't set a long time. But this time, the Lord willing, we want to make it for four, five, six, seven weeks, maybe two months or whatever the Lord in one place. Just stay there until the Lord says, I'm finished with you here, go somewhere else. And I want you to pray for us to that end. Now, for our lovely Lord Jesus, for our thoughts are centered, don't never let your thoughts stray from Him. No matter what comes or goes, keep your mind on Him. Now, how many of you here tonight would really like to see Him? Would you just love to see Him? I'd like to Brother, I, I put my hands up with you. That's my heart's desire to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, how I love Him. Uh, with all my heart, I love Him. If I know anything about my heart, I really love him. I, when I speak his name, it just looks to me like it. I'm unwilling to say the name. I think of what that name has been. You know what happened when that name was first mentioned in a mortal bitch? What happened? A little baby that was dead in his mother's womb comes alive and receives the Holy Ghost. John the Baptist leaped in the mother's womb for joy as soon as, as Mary spoke to Elizabeth. Uh, I said, I should bring forth the Son, and they shall call his, and call his name Jesus. And little John leaps in his mother's womb for God. So you see what the name means. If he was here in New York tonight, where do you think you'd find Jesus in New York? I want to ask you a question. Do you think that Jesus, that he comes just in his way, unveiling himself like he did in the early days when he was here on earth and flesh, do you think New York and the world would receive him? No, sir. It would be worse than it was when he came the first time. That's right. They wouldn't understand it. He'd be so much different from our theology that we wouldn't even doubt it. It would just be a little handful following him like he was in that day. He was so different. He done things different. He talked different. His work was different. His ministry was different. His teaching was different. So they just couldn't understand him. They said, and it's, the thing of it was, they, they couldn't understand.
drink, and he gave God credit, and his body wound up and said, well, he's just Beelzebub, the priest of the dead. Could you imagine tacking that name on the Lord Jesus Christ? But that's what they did. And they said, if he eats it, if they have called the master of the house Beelzebub, how much more will they call them his disciples? So as Christians, we can expect to be called anything, but Jesus Christ knows us if we're born again. Now, when Jesus and his ministry, now, first thing, in the translation of the word tonight, in the St. John, the 14th chapter, 12th verse, he said, Dearly, dearly, absolutely, absolutely, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and more than this, the word really translated right, more, not greater, because he raised the dead, stopped nature, nothing to be any greater than what he did. But more than this shall ye do, for I go to my Father. Do you believe that's the inspired word of God? Do you believe it meant for the ages to follow on like that? It was. Now the same things that he did, he promised the church to do, only more of it than what he did. Let's find out what he did. And if we could find out his type of ministry, what he had here on earth, and these next ten nights here in the in the arena, if he will if he will come in our midst and reproduce his life among his people, will everyone of you believe on him? Will you promise me that? Just a little group here with a few hundred sitting here tonight. Will you will you promise me that if you'll believe on him with all your heart, if he will reveal himself again right here in this building? Visually, so you can see it yourself, be convinced yourself. Would you believe on him? Uh, we'll find out what kind of a work he did. How we like to see Jesus. Many would think a person in this day usually used to see him and they could do works like the Lord did while they'd come out boastful in the hope. But he wasn't that type of person. He didn't boast about anything. He didn't take him any credit for what he did. He gave credit to God. Is that right? Why well, said, it's not me that doeth the work, it's my Father that dwelleth in me. He doeth the work. Is that right? Now let's just imagine like the Greeks did. They wanted to see who Jesus was. Wanted to see him, rather. So now, let's just look at him that way tonight. When he came in his ministry, he was born in a manger, low birth, uh, people, uh, uh, common people he came from. Perhaps very poorly educated as far as the world was concerned. We find out that's what makes the Bible scholars all confused. They try to read the Greek, the Hebrew, so forth, and they apply certain words because it was, they apply to the great words that they used in the high scholarly people, but his real words are spoken just the language like he used on the street. It's common every language. So it turns around with translation. So you see, he wasn't. No great scholar, as far as the world was concerned, or he was God, but he, just to make himself like some great uh, eloquent speaker, he wasn't. And now, let's see the type of ministry he had. Let's just follow his ministry for a few moments now before we start the prayer line and ask him to continue his ministry. Now, when he's first come into power, we know it's a lot of things that God answered his prayer so much for the sick. He started right off first praying for the sick. Is that right? Signs and wonders begin to follow him. And he began to do things that seemed to be strange to the people. Then he had a great gathering until he disagreed with their theology of that day, and they cut him off right there. Now, in the beginning of his ministry, there was a man by the name of Nathaniel, got saved. And, um, or Philip, rather. 
went to get his buddy right quick. That's a good time he got killed, wasn't it? When you go tell somebody else about it. He went to find his buddy, so he's hunting for him, and he found him under a tree, praying under a tree. So he said, Come see who I found, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Why, this nice religious man said, Why, could any good thing come out of Nazareth? Oh, it was a wicked city. He said, Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? He said, Come see. That's the only way to be convinced about anything. Don't you think that's right? I think we had more evangelists around New York. If you do, don't you think? Come see. Come find out for yourself. Come and see. Don't judge anything. Do you look at it and examine it with the Word of God. He said, Come see. Well, when he came up in the line, I don't know what Jesus, perhaps praying for the sick or whatever he was, he's standing in the congregation. Jesus looked out over the congregation, saw him. Or might have come in the prayer line. I don't know where he was at. But anyhow, when Jesus saw him, he said, Behold, who is right? And whom there is no guile? That's an honest, good believer. So the man kind of astonished him. He said, How did you know me, Rabbi? A reverend, whatever you want to call it. How did you know me? He said, Why, before Philip called you, when you were under the tree, I saw you. My, <laughs> that was quite a something to him. He ran up to him and he said, Thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. What do you think would happen today in New York if such as that taking place? You know what they say? Ah, Dr. Jones would say, You know what that is? That guy is a fortune teller. It's mental telepathy, that's what it is. Well, he did this. See, Dr. Jones' his spirit lived back in that day. Do you know that? The Pharisees, those great scholars and teachers, said the same thing. They said he's the elder, the prince of the fortune teller. Of course, fortune tellers are dead, you know that. So he said he's the prince of the fortune teller, the prince of the devil. Notice him again. There was one day he was going down to Jericho. Instead of going to Jericho, he went up to the way of Samaria. That's strange, going up this way. Instead of going straight out of Jericho, but he had need to go find Samaria. Now, just a minute, we'll find out why he went. What he got up there? He sent all his disciples away into the city to buy some bread. And while they were gone, a woman came out. We in America believe the woman to be a prostitute, and the Eastern teaching is different. But we'll take it over the American Western phase of it tonight. So the woman, she came out to the well. Very well, maybe she just didn't get up till around noon time, or maybe she couldn't come with the rest of the other women that's coming to get their water. So anyhow, she come out about 11, 12 o'clock when they had gone to get something to eat. And Jesus was sitting over on a wall somewhere. So he seen the woman put the bucket in the well or the pitcher to draw out the water. He said, bring me a drink. Well, she looked over, it was a Jew. She was a Samaritan. They just racial in that day, just like in the South today, the white and colored. He said, well, it's not customary for you Jews to ask the American stuff. In other words, where's all the hospitality coming from? Where's all the kindness? You or you ask me as Samaritan, we're supposed to be outcast. But how you come to ask? Jesus said, but if you knew who you were talking to, you'd ask me for a drink. Why, she said, how did you give me a drink? In other words, the well deep, you have nothing to draw with. And so forth, the conversation went on and on. Now, I have my own opinion what Jesus was doing. He was trying to catch her spirit. And so when he 
if I did, he said, go get your husband. Come here. She said, I don't have any husband. So that's right. You had five. The one you have now is not your husband. Now, what's that in New York today? Well, they say, you know what? That guy's a good college justice there. That's what he did. Well, they thought the same thing then. That he's the elder Well, he said, uh, she's, what did she class it at all? This woman, let her be whatever she was. She said, I perceive that you are a prophet. She said, I know that Messiah, watch the one we're talking about tonight. I know when Messiah comes, he'll do these things. He'll tell us these things. But I know that you're a prophet. And she ran into the sea and said, come see a man that's told me everything ever done. Isn't this the Christ? He never told her all she did, but he told her one thing, and he just told her more if he wanted to, I guess, because God would have shown Now that's the kind of a Jesus he was. He knew where a fish was one time, had money in his mouth. He knew where two mules was tied, where two ways met. He knew where the upper room was to be provided. He told his disciples. That was Jesus of 1900 years ago, is that right? Well, now, do you believe that Hebrews 13 8 inspired? Do you believe that's the God's word? Well, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you believe that? Sure, that's right. Now, notice, if he is, then as to why he had to die for the sins of man. But I want you to notice just a little bit, another one scripture that won't tire you too much to listen to this. There's a fool. That man was laying on the pallet, and he said, Will thou be made whole? Why, the blind man, the twisted man, the lame, the hawk. Never said a word to him. What about the little children? Never said nothing to them. But when he would have this man laying on a pallet, now if you know the scripture, Jesus said he knew this man, and he had been in this condition for 38 years. He might have had TB or his retarded, it wasn't going to hurt him. Was going to kill him but he, he could walk. He said, when I'm coming down, someone else steps in there, and he wasn't blind. And neither was he crippled. He just had a disease, an infirmity, something in his body. He had it 38 years. And Jesus knew where he was at. I want you to watch that. He knew the man was there. That's the reason he passed all the rest up to get to that man. And he said, take up your bed and go to your house. Then he walked away and left all that walking through the people. Was that Jesus of 1900 years ago? That's still Jesus today. Right. Now, what do you think the critics of, of Jerusalem said? Ah, there is a healer. I see him had a sight of power over him, screaming and crying. If he didn't think God would be out, he could have made him ever one over. that way, doesn't it? But you see, every mortal being on this earth can do nothing in himself. Jesus, now watching when they called this man packing his bed on the Sabbath, the 19th verse, he said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, the Son can do nothing in himself, but what he sees the Father doing. Is that right? St. John 5, 19. What he sees the Father doing. But whatsoever the Father doeth, he shows the Son. And Jesus, in the words that we know it, Jesus said, well, the only thing I do, I just see a vision, I just act out the, I just dramatize what God tells me to do. Is that right? That's exactly the plain interpretation of it to do. 
Jesus said, Very good, I'll change you. I'll change you nothing. I'll tell the Father, I'll see each and what he's doing, then I'll go do just what he told me to do. That's who he passed through Bethesda. That's who he found this man miracles. Father showed him Bethesda. Look at the resurrection of Lazarus. Look at all the rest of the cases. Just the same. He's possessed with the power, too, that there's a woman one time. Touched his garment, or she had a lot of faith. She touched his garment. He never felt her because the apostle said everybody was trying to touch him and weaving around over him and putting her arms around him. But a woman touched his garment, put back out the crowd. She was satisfied because that's all she wanted to do was touch his garment. And when she touched his garment, she stood out in the audience. Jesus looked around. The bride faces faced Right under the audience. Is that right? And she felt then that the bloody ship had stopped. Stopped. A man's a Jericho week. The road runs quite a distance, I'm told, from the Jericho. A blind beggar sitting over there. He didn't ever hurt him. But he screamed for mercy. His face stopped Jesus when he had his face set towards Calvary. Going up there to people howling and making fun of him and everything else, some cheering. But the face of that beggar stopped him. The face of the weakest. That we'll hear as David did before going to battle, 
rustling of the leaves as the Spirit of God moves on before us. Give us a great meeting tonight. May the Holy Spirit come down in great power. May He heal the sick and the needy tonight. May great signs and wonders be done for the glory of God. We ask this in Jesus' name, thy dear Son. Amen. All right, now we'll call the prayer line. And let's see.
I'll believe you would, too. Let's bow our heads just a moment. I'm Heavenly Father. I ask you to be merciful to this dear woman, and may she be healed tonight by thy power divine. And may thy mercy be upon her and make her well. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I ask this to be. Amen. Now, do you believe it's the back trouble blessing? You believe with all your heart? For to see you have a border on your neck. That's to be seen. For do you believe that the Lord Jesus Christ would be here, would make you well? If I do you believe he could tell me about your life if he wanted to? He could. He wouldn't necessarily have to, would it? No, no, it wouldn't have to. So you believe if I just ask prayer for you, you get well. Would you come back and testify in the meeting? If you could go home tonight and eat and get all that stomach trouble, you'd, you'd feel good about it too, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Oh, you can do that. You just go eat now. Lord Jesus, I pray that you bless this woman and may she go and be made well. For your glory, I lay hands upon her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go eat and come back to me. I just watch your daughter go. you believe with all your heart, sister? you believe that the Lord will make you well? Would you be willing to come back here and testify to the glory of God if you make you well? Stop it. Our Heavenly Father, let thy mercies and blessings rest upon the woman, and if she goes from here tonight, may she go rejoicing and happy and made well, as I lay hands upon her in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I go rejoicing that here. It's not a pound, but she got healed. All right, come with me. Do you believe with all your heart as you come? Do you believe that God is here to make you well? Do you believe we ask Him to look at the people out there praying for you? Or around a thousand people, I guess, are praying for you? Do you believe that right here now, under the power of the Holy Spirit, that He'd make you well? How many in the audience are believing this with all their heart now? I'm asking to come back and testify. Lord Jesus, as I lay hands upon the woman, I ask that she be made completely whole in Jesus Christ's name. Grant it, Lord. Amen. I'll bless you now. Go rejoice and be happy. you believe also, sister, that you be made well? For sure, disease is not dreadful. It's not nothing to kill you, but it's... It's enough to make you feel bad all the time, stiff in your back and can't get up. But do you believe that God will make you well of this? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll heal the woman and since she leaves here tonight, make you go happy and rejoice and make well through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, lady. I go rejoice and be happy. Now, friends, you might say, well, I don't see nothing happening. There's not nothing on here yet that you can see happening. It's just, it's nothing. It's something flat for me that you can see supernaturally. That's just something that don't show, you see. But the people are getting healed. That's exactly right. Um, here, for instance, here, a few of you might know, come here. you believe, sister, with all your heart? With all your heart. If I didn't say one thing to you, you'd believe it anyhow, wouldn't you? You'd believe it. Come here, let me have your hand. I want you to look at mine. I see how my hand looks. Now, let's see. Let, I want you to put your hand on mine. Now, look at the difference in my hand. You have swollen up there and little bumps running over Now, what's the matter? You've got stomach trouble. Yes, all three of your stomach. Isn't that right? Now, do you believe Jesus will heal you? Yes. 
I want you to watch. Take your hand off. Take your hand off. Now look how my hand goes back now. I'll take this other hand and put on it. Isn't that way it is? Just as much human in this hand as you are in that hand, aren't you? I'll put my hand on it. Doesn't bother a bit, does it? I'll put this hand here back on here again, watch. Now see? Now I want you to watch my hand while I pray. And now you believe that I've told you the truth and God's going to make you well and see what happens to the hand. Shall we bow our heads? Heavenly Father, this poor woman standing here suffering, I ask you to be merciful to her, see her suffer with this demon power that's possessed her and trying to take her over, but thou art here to liberate her. And I ask for her healing. Come out of her, Satan, in the name of Jesus Christ, leave the woman. Now, sister, before I open my eyes or anything else, it's left my hand, has it? My hand's back on with you. If it's right, say yes. All right, now you can raise your head, are you? Something's happened, hasn't it? Now, a few moments ago, my hand swelled up to get real red. Is that right? Now, watch, I take my hand off. I put this hand over here. Nothing happened. Put this on now. Nothing happened. Something's happened, has it? Your stomach trouble's gone. Go easy, that's fine. You must have faith regardless of whether God says anything or not. See, if you talk to people, sure you find out what's wrong with them. That's exactly right. If you talk to people, but the thing you don't give is just about three or four through and then you're so weak you can't hardly stand it. For instance, just, just be reverent. Don't move around. Please don't. During the meeting. See, you interrupt. Be real reverent. Now look here, sir. You believe me to be God's servant? You believe that this now I want to talk to you just a moment. Now, you just look right straight this way, and I'll look off somewhere else, so they won't think it's mental telepathy. But I want you to look at me this way and believe with all your heart. Did you ever see that picture of the angel of the Lord that you got the picture? We'll have some of them in a few days. Yes, the Lord. You've seen it, have you? Where did you take the yes. picture of it down there in Houston, Texas? You realize that something's taking place now, isn't it? That something you feel strange, kind of a, a feeling of kindness or like love or something other that's on you now. That's what that is. That's what it is. It's him. It's your anointing moving to you. Right. You have stomach trouble also. You have a diabetic condition. Now, I'll tell you something else. You only have a half a kidney. Is that right? But you're healed. Your faith made you well, sir. God bless you, sir. I want to ask you something for the audience. We're strangers to one another. We've never seen one another in our lives. But when you come up there, when I started talking to you, then all of a sudden, it's like a real sweet feeling come over you. Is that right? Now all at once, all of the release, release coming is all over. That's when you're healed. Your faith did it, brother. Not me. Your faith is trying to it. God bless you. All right. Now, that's the weakening part. That's what hurts. Matter, sister, sitting there weeping. Got arthritis, don't you have? The little white hat on sitting there. You believe you got eczema broke out on you also. You believe that God makes you well? All right, stand up on your feet to receive your healing. Now your arthritis is gone from you, your face healed you. You don't have that. That's what we can see that. Just be reverent and pray. All right. You believe with all your heart, lady? 
You believe? You? You believe that God sent me here to help you? You got heart trouble, for one thing. And you're real nervous. I see you trying to get, get up at night. You can't sleep. Just rolling around the bed sleepless. Isn't that right? That's exactly right. Go home now. You're going to sleep tonight. Jesus Christ makes you work. Have faith. Believe with all your heart. If I just ask for God to bless you, he will he do it? Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the sister and let her go and be made well for your glory. In Jesus' name, God bless you. Go and help me. All right. Come. You believe with all your heart? You believe I just ask him that you'll... Lord Jesus, I pray that you'll bless the woman and heal her and make her well through Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing. All right. Come. You believe with all your heart? Oh, Lord, I pray that you will heal, sister, and may she go from here tonight rejoicing and happy and made well through Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you, sister. Go rejoicing and being happy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You believe this with all your heart. In Jesus' name, Lord, be made 